Welcome back, fans, friends, and family, to another exciting episode of Turkey Talk. Myself, Craig Kingsbury, flying Brian Murphy, and out of Hastings, New York, the driver of the 83X, Tim Sears Jr. Tim, how you doing tonight? Good. How are you guys? Fantastic. Thanks for coming on the show. We want to go back, just like we do with everybody, to the very beginning of how you got started in your racing career. Oh, boy. I mean, my uncle was racing for Jeff Isabel years ago, and... He was, they were getting ready to go to a race and we uh, ended up with one of their cars and it all started there. My dad, we got that and we tore it apart that next winter and went all through it and then we started racing it the next year. So before you jumped into the sportsman division, did you have any experience before that running carts or anything else? Nope, just dirt bikes around the yard. That was about it. I mean, your father, Tim Sears Jr., your 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 uncle, Tom Sears Jr., is, is a racing background. They've been racing since, I'd say, late 70s, early 80s, correct? Yeah, I mean, it was long time that's why our number is 83 they started in 83 there you go so that that answered that next question out there did they try to pursue you anyway to to try to do a different hobby instead of doing this lane no they never my my parents never pushed racing on me at all we i always grew up playing sports and just had my dirt bike we ran right. that around the yard and I played a lot of sports. I played soccer all year round, so we were pretty busy. <laughs> <laughs> That's not bad then. You started out in what year for the sportsman division? Uh, 2008, I ran Sportsman, and 2007, I ran that novice class. That was the first year they had it. Yep, that's what I remember you doing it, and you obviously dominated in the novice class right out of the box. Did you <laughs> expect to have success right away, or just kind of surprising you yeah it was kind of surprising and then once i once we won a couple of them i was pretty well hooked since <laughs> right so one season novice then you jump up into the sportsman ranks uh ran the sportsman for a little bit and then you dabbled in the late models as well yeah i ran i ran the sportsman in late models for a while i ran both of them to every saturday and whenever they were at bird and we ran them probably two or three years we did that and then i took kind of a break off from that and then when I moved up to modified, we went. I went late model racing again. We got another one and ran that for a year. Did you follow the Rush late model series or any of that stuff? No, we kind of dabbled in a little bit, but right. we didn't. We didn't really travel and do it. But we went to a couple races and we we could run good up here and win races. But when we went to that, we we were on the struggle bus hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> so what kind of deterred you away to to get out of the late model stuff and stay strictly with modifieds? Ah, uh, well, they were just a little easier. Okay. The, them late models there's there's a lot of stuff on them <laughs> right but it was more it was more just we need to focus on one thing yep. it's too much when you're trying to do two things if opportunity was a rise now to possibly join a bigger late model team or ride road one would you would you do it oh i would in a heartbeat them late models i don't care what anyone says they're the most badass cars there is so <laughs> <laughs> what's up brian i'm not gonna forget you on this episode i'm i, I see you over here you got nothing already uh, not yet. Oh, okay. I'm working, so, I'm working on he's, it. He's still thinking. I'm working on it. Okay. So you ran the full Sportsman Series season, and then you jumped in with the Sportsman Series stuff. You ran the championship with the Sportsman Series. Tell us about how that season went for you. Yeah, I mean, we went – the first year we ran the Sportsman Series, we were we were really good. We went to the first race, and I don't think we finished the first race, but then we ended up going to the second one, which was – I think it was Cornwall. Yep. And I ended up – quick time in my group and won that won the race so then my dad i kind of had dad told me if i win that race we could go to the rest of them so that's nice <laughs> he kind of put a little bit extra 
pressure behind that one, but uh, we got that, and then we ended up winning, I think, six six series races that year. So it was yeah, you had really a good. phenomenal season. Then you eventually jump up and, and want to open your or jump into the ranks of the big block modified, small block modified series. Um, oh, not even running the series yet, but you jump up in there. What progresses you from saying, "Hey, we're done with the sportsman stuff, and, and we want to move up to the next level"? Well, I kind of got the opportunity with uh, we ran Fulton and. We won the. I finally got my first ever new car, and I was going to race Sportsman in 2012, I think it was. Okay. I was going to race Sportsman, but we ended up going to the first race, and I started eighth or ninth, and I was leading on like lap two or three and checked out. And uh, John approached us and told us that uh, he's not dealing with that anymore this year. So he helped us out and he's been, uh, he's been on our side the, ever since helping us out. That's nice. Obviously LJL Kevlar is what you're mentioning for, yep. for your motor program, Jim's Express, uh, Stadium International, all that stuff out there. Have you had an opportunity to be kind of like be a teammate, I guess, with Larry and Billy at the time, or was it still your own thing and you was just kind of like on the side? Yeah, it was, we've all, it's always been kind of our own thing. We haven't, we haven't been like teamed up with them. We've just kind of done it all ourselves. Since. Okay. And obviously, if you need help or support, you can go over there. I mean, not now. You are the huge star that you are, I guess. Uh, Let's not push it. <laughs> you're pretty big, man. So, I mean, with all the wins that you've had so far, you I would say you've had some great success. You decide to to run the small block stuff, and then you jump up to the big block deal. This is now going to be your third season with the Super Dirt Car Series. Go back three years ago. What makes you want to take the leap and follow the big boys with the Super Dirt Car Series? Well, I mean, we, the last since we switched to the Troyer stuff, we've we've definitely started getting a lot more stuff, and our quality of stuff has gotten a lot better. So it's it's easier to run the more races when, with the help from Troyer and John and their whole engine shop over yep. there. They're very supportive of everything we do, and uh, we got Case from E&B Energy, and he's he per, he he does a lot for us too so it's definitely a group effort it takes a lot of people to put the stuff in place to be able to go to all the races and right you got to be you got to go race with them guys if you want to win races and you want to be good you got to race with them and yeah that's kind of where we're at i mean you've had almost success on the series itself still waiting to get that first notch that first win with the series as you travel around the entire northeast i guess even the southern tier stuff is there a track that you look to when you show up and say man i really don't want to be here tonight hopefully for a rain out or, or anything <laughs> like that oh absolutely the valley is that that one if you ask probably half the series guys none of them right none of them are really that too super excited to go there but it's definitely a one-off place the regulars there run really well and yep. it's, it's just def- definitely a different track i remember asking you last year when the series was going there if you were going to go to the valley and you, you wouldn't tell me nothing i had to wait and see <laughs> but then you showed up at fulton saturday night yep. what made you skip to go to the valley and, and come to fulton i mean obviously you weren't in points contention with the series but you were at fulton but i think if you would have missed the night it wouldn't have really hurt you in the long run but what makes you what deters you from going to the valley and, and staying home well it was i mean i'd rather race fulton every day of the week over right. a lot of these places Fulton's definitely one of the premier tracks around but i don't know it was close to home and it just kind of made sense we we were kind of struggling on this well not struggling on the series stuff but we're we were really hit or miss on the series last year so yep. it was uh it was definitely a trying year and we weren't we we went to the first race at bridgeport and broke a drive shaft right off the bat and didn't even make the race because we there wasn't enough time to fix it so we just had it home and it we had a couple of tough breaks throughout the year and yep it was it just made more sense to do that because we weren't really 
we were in the top 10 in points at the time for the series, but it was, it made more sense to go home. So what's your goals for the series for this season? Are you trying to, to keep the top 10 in points or do you want to advance yourself and try to get the top five or be up there with Shepard and Williamson and all those guys? I mean, that's like a dream to be up there with them guys. But right. I definitely, uh, I feel like our car is definitely a little bit better and the more races we race, the better we're getting. So I, right. I think we got to, we got to keep racing to get better and yep. the only way to do that is follow with them guys there you go still nothing over there hey? i'm not <laughs> gonna forget you. yeah he's super quiet <laughs> on this one he says don't forget him and then he's just he's just hanging out there tim sears senior one of the most winningest drivers in the sportsman <laughs> series or the sportsman division even at full and everywhere that he went he was obviously a phenomenal driver he still has a part with your racing career now, correct? Yeah, I mean he he doesn't miss a race. He's 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 at everyone. So every time I see him, I have to shake his hand and talk to him. Obviously, I like I like to hype him up. What are the chances of maybe seeing the old man get behind the wheel one of these times and and trying to do something again? I don't know. It's uh, they did one of the mechanics races years ago, and he he did that, and he actually won it. It's, okay, so it it was pretty good. But he's uh, he's not really a fan of how the cars. Just driving him around like in the pits and stuff. When right. He does that a little bit. He's not really a fan of how they move around so much now. He <laughs> said they, they never moved like that when when I was younger. Did he get out when you got in, or was that? Did you guys both run at the same time for a little bit? Or yeah, I started in two thousand seven, two thousand eight. I ran Sportsman, and two thousand eight was his last year. So it okay. was kind of it was getting tough because he liked watching me, and it was hard for him to race and watch me at the same yep. time. So it was a uh, and he. He didn't really he he doesn't have the drive to work on him like he used to, so it was yeah. easier. He he would rather help me and work on my stuff than this. I remember racing against him back in the day. <laughs> we might have rubbed wheels a few times. <laughs> oh boy. I'm not sure. <laughs> do you have speaking of that, do you have anybody any rivalries at the at the racetrack guys that you, you try to avoid like the plague, I guess? Uh not really. I kind of I mean you get along with everybody. Yeah, it seems I to try, be I try not to uh not to ruffle any feathers. Nah, I don't. I don't blame you on that Except one. Except you ruffled mine on Saturday night in the heat race. Oh, God. Yeah. <laughs> well, when your car is fast, you got to take advantage. That's of that. right. <laughs> that, that's I'm just, exactly. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Thanks, Brian. I Wonderful. tried. I tried to keep up with you. But at least I held second. Yeah. yeah. So your uncle Tom's keeping on the family line. Your uncle Tom's still racing. He runs weekly over at the Burton Speedway with the big block stuff. That's basically his only schedule of what he's doing right now. Do you guys work out of the same shop together or are you guys completely separate with each other? Uh, we've probably the last, I'd say, poof, probably like about the last four years I've had my cars, m mostly my big block cars have right been at my house. Okay. And then last, when I drove the Mullen car, the Mullen 62 small block yep. that was in the same shop as Uncle Tom's car okay. when I drove that. And I just, Saturday, I just dropped my small block off back, back off over there. And they're going to work on that over there. So that way it just takes a little bit more off of me. We're doing a lot of racing and I want right. to be able to focus on my big block a little bit. Right. So you're strictly focusing on a big block. You have help on the small block stuff for your Saturday night deal. Big blocks Friday night, jumping over to small block Saturday night. How much of a difference is that from going one to the other? No. <sighs> Well, it feels like you're driving a crate after driving a big block. I believe a small it. block, but it's uh, they pretty well drive the same. There, you don't really you notice the power difference, but that's about it. Right, competition level obviously as well. 
Super Dirt Car Series every Friday night. That's the way I see it over yeah. at Burton. That's that's the stout field. That's the top of the line. You go to Burton, I say I compare it to, to the 358 Series race. You still have big names that are over there. Ronnie Davis, Larry's over there. Yep. Um, I'd say Brian, but seeing Brian's performance on Saturday, <laughs> no, not Brian. But um, the competition level is obviously night and day. Do you feel you have to race harder on Friday nights than you do on Saturday nights? Well, I think I think the big block racing is a little bit more forgiving. Okay, the small blocks you just you just wheel them the whole time. The big block racing, you there, it's a little bit more laid back. But the we're starting to get the cars so good, it's almost all you're on the wheel all the time. With right. Those things. Okay. La- Go Can ahead. I drop mine off at your shop too? <laughs> <laughs> no. <laughs> I'll pick it up Friday. <laughs> well, that's why I drop mine off over there. I don't have time no. to work on two of them. Uh, yeah. Do they have any more room? Uh huh. Sure. Last year was was a phenomenal year over at the Fulton Speedway. I forget the number amount of wins that you have. I think it was like what seven or eight or something like that. But yeah, you had, you had a multiple of them in a row. When when the tracks put a bounty on you, what what goes through your head on that? No, I was just excited. I was like, <laughs> that's pretty cool. Not that that don't happen very often, but right? The, no, it was cool. I mean, we had a lot of we caught a lot of lucky breaks through there too because you got to catch breaks through traffic every week. Right. And if you get stuck behind someone or blocked in a lane for another lap or two and you don't get the opportunities to get past the guys in front of them when you when you get to them so it's it's definitely catching a lot of breaks and i think that's where that's where we've been pretty good the last couple of years and like this year i finished second to last three races Uh, but we just we just haven't caught the breaks getting through traffic and right max was really good on friday and he was just rolling right through the middle of the black really good and i just I just struggled Saturday, Saturday a little bit too. So we, we just we're not quite where we need to be yet. We just need to work on it a little bit more. <clears throat> so excuse me, when you do get to sorry, I got like a frog in my throat. Sorry, <laughs> right. didn't, didn't hold your thoughts. Okay. So, so talking about what goes through your head, I just have a question. Like, what goes through your head? Because I know, like, thinking of myself, like what goes through my head when I'm out on the racetrack, like you know, racing against you know everybody. What is what what goes through your head like when you're out there racing? Like what are you thinking? Like I mean, do you have like thoughts in your head while you're you know somebody's in front of you or you know like yeah I don't you know racing through the field or yeah I just I don't know I to be honest with you I don't really know what I think about I just <laughs> so get sitting in lap goes. traffic you got slower lap track mm-hmm. in front of you you're running in the lead and say Larry's on your back and you have you have nothing going through your head right now of saying hey get out of my way. Here's a bumper. Like, no, I try not to use my bumpers very often. It's pretty, they're expensive. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty, (laughs) I feel like it's pretty rare. Some people might disagree, but right. I try to keep my stuff pretty clean. Use their back bumper or their, their front bumper on me Saturday night there. Oh my God. That apparently they, they, uh, only, they only have one lane. They can't get around you, you know? So I'm not going to put any names out there, but you know, I, I know who it was that jacked the ass into my car up because they didn't want to get off the bottom, but yeah, hmm. I, I always, I mean, if you, if I catch you and you're in front of me and I'll follow you for a corner or a lap, right. and if you don't mess up, I'm, you got to try and go around. You, you just, can't just, you just drive right the hell around me. You don't even have to worry about <laughs> it. <laughs> no, yeah, that's the thing. You just, I just going through traffic and stuff. You just go wherever they're not. Gotcha. So last year, the big talk about you, I guess, was you did it. You made it look like you were doing it all by yourself, no sponsors, no nothing on, on Saturday night. What, what's that deal all about? Because you had you had help with you on Saturday nights, but nothing was on the car. Yeah, we just, for what it cost to letter the car, we were just like, wow, I guess, why 
why really bother? We got so many. We had a bunch of people come up to us and we're like, well, how much does it cost to letter the car? And right. you tell them how much it is. It's like, well, we'll give you that. But it's if realistically, if you someone just pays to letter your car, you're just putting their name on you and they're not, yeah, they're they not really getting much out of it. So right. we need the money for the car. So we just kind of put the money into the car that people were helping us out with. So I was going to say, rather go buy two sets of tires for right. what it costs right. to letter a body, right. you know? Right. So it's just, it's, I don't know. It, People are people are a little bit different. Uh, yeah, I mean, I always have, was told wraps don't win races, just like trailers right. don't win races. So that I mean, yeah. your performance on what you're doing in the shop and what you're doing on the track that's that's what's winning the races. Do we ask the question? <laughs> yes, are we you do. talking about the promoting question here. No, not that one. The one we talked about the other night. So here's the deal. This is this is an out of the ballpark. It's not a racing deal. Uh, nobody's even. I haven't even asked this question to anybody on any episode. So you're the very first one. Okay. Right. Hypothetical. I'm handing you ten million dollars cash. Oh, this one. Okay. <laughs> you you can take the ten million dollars cash, but you have a snail that follows you everywhere you go. The snail touches you. You die instantly. You're like you're you're off the world. You you don't exist anymore. There's no trace of you. There's nothing that has to do with you ever again. You can't get away from the snail. No matter what, the snail follows you. It will find you. It goes on a plane with you. It can. You can't kill the snail. You can't touch the snail. Or do you leave the cash and not take it? I don't know. I think I'd leave the cash. You leave the cash. Okay. See, I said the same thing. I said. Yeah, I, was, I mean, what kind of life is that? You're living life on the run. Right. Uh, yeah. I mean, you could run away. From I mean, the not snail. that the snails right. real fast, but <laughs> <laughs> still, I, that means you can't visit the same place. You could twice be sleeping either. and he could catch you. Right. Yeah. You never. You never know when it's going to show up. I mean, yeah. that's. That's what we had to talk about. I wanted to know if you would take $10 million cash or... Yeah. yeah, I think I'd take my chances with uh, leaving it alone. Leaving it alone. Okay. You're not taking the money. I mean, what if you run the snail over with your car? I don't know. I don't. I, I mean, you're well, technically I mean, not touching touch it. it. Yeah. yeah. I guess. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. Good point. I'll have to look into it more if you can run it over right. with your car. God. You're going to have to rethink this question. I am going to have okay. to rethink it. Yeah. Well, I'm going to have to rethink my answer. I know. I, yeah. <laughs> I, I know. I don't know. I didn't think of that one. I'll look into it more. All right. So what do you do on your nine to five Monday through Thursday? Cause Fridays you're racing. Yeah. I mean, we, my dad and uncle, my uncle Tom and my grandfather, they got our family business and I just work for them all week. We work. Well, I'm late every day, so I don't work. The same time <laughs> I can't show up. Well, you guys seen it tonight. I can't yeah. show up anywhere on time, but it's just, I work with them. We work probably seven thirty, eight o'clock to four thirty. Four four thirty every day, and, and you're just doing local stuff around here. Do you have to yep, travel just, the entire state? Nope, just construction stuff. Local, okay, local, I can't say, a lot of I residential can't say stuff. Much. I know how that is. I show up when I want and leave when I want. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I I do the same. I don't right. know. I don't know. I am going to ask though this That's question too. Of family business, of, <laughs> right? <laughs> of what we do with with all of the other drivers as well. The the promotional question, I guess. Stick it with New York State. I mean, you've traveled all these tracks. You've done everything that you can. Now, put you in the shoes, your promoter hats on. You get to run an event. You get to do whatever you want to set event. What are you running? What are you changing? What are you doing? I don't know. I probably gotten this answer before, but the outlaw. I mean, yes, I have. I mean, that's probably one that's of the everybody's biggest. answer. The yep. big, yeah, but it's the biggest race. And Fulton, yeah. by far, I think, races the best. When it gets black, you can still yep. pass if your car's good. It, it's just a racy place. And right. The place isn't that Except bad. if you're me. So what are you going to do to the outlaw? What are you changing? What do you, you want to add on? What do you want to do to it? Uh, I don't think I'd change anything. I would just, well, I think this year, I think they're going small block only. Yep. 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 But I, w- I would let the big blocks run with them. I mean, last year... 
Shepard won it with a big block, but I don't know what Shepard didn't win with a big block. Right. Last I year. mean, so he was dominant It everywhere. was one of them years, and I ran a big block the year before, and yep. I led most of the race, and it yeah. was pretty good. And the track was black. It, was, it wasn't like it was – it was, I think, small block maybe a little bit – was a little bit better choice. Right. But it all depends on how you start, too. That's now, true. How do you make it stick in that? That's a question I got to know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I just It's magic. Yeah, I don't I, I don't know how they do it, but it's just a lot of I mean shocks and these springs and stuff now are they've I mean I I watch you ways. literally like go by me, hit that black <laughs> shit in the corner and just like keep on screaming and I'm like how the hell is he doing that? He's fast, Brian. He's yeah. fast. Yeah. I don't, I don't um, know the cars are just, with the coil stuff since we switched to the coil stuff. There's just so much so much more you can do with the sh- springs mm-hmm. and stuff on them to keep the cars and the shocks have gotten so much better over yeah. the last couple of years. It's definitely, uh, we're definitely making gains in the, as far as the technology side of things. Is there a time where you, cause there's still guys that run on the bars. Steve Payne's running on the bars. He's still winning on the bars. He swears by the bars. Is there a time when you're on the track where you show up to a place and you're like, man, I wish I had a bar car for the heat race and then a coil Bridgeport. car. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> that place was so rough. It was unreal, but no, the bar cars are, when the track's got any chop in them or anything, the bar cars are definitely a little more forgiving. Than okay. Nice. Nice. Um, the heck, what else was I going to ask you? I just had something in my head and I completely forgot. It's kind of like Brian earlier when I was like, man, I got to talk to you on something, and I, and I completely forgot about it. Go figure. Now I'm going to have dead air. Brian, come up with something quick off the top of your head. Trying. Yeah, wonderful. Yeah, and this isn't really working out. So Good. what do you guys do on your nine to fives? Oh, Brian works for his dad. That's what Brian does. Right. We have, He's we have, con- we have real estate. Yeah. He has business. real estate. I work for a company called Airgas. I travel New York State. So I'm responsible for keeping all of the fill plants up and operating from Buffalo to Albany to Watertown to Elmira and all points in between. So yeah. it's a lot of driving. It's a lot of responsibility, but it pays yeah. the bills and I'm off every How Friday. old were you when you started racing? I was 15. 15? Well, yeah, he said that. He did? Yes. Oh, I missed uh, I it. I don't remember it. In the, in the very beginning, <laughs> yes. I was sleeping over here. Uh-huh. Go figure. You have two small children right now, yep. correct? Yep. Are they showing any interest to wanting to do what you do? Oh, man. Bentley, my son, he's going to be six this year. Or he is six. I can't. It's bad. <laughs> you know how it is. They just grow up so fast. But he's like a little mini me, man. He's, every time he sees any change on the ground, he's picking it up. He's saving up for a go-kart right now. So it's unreal. We got him a little four-wheeler. He races that around the yard. And he's just all racing. And Lexi, she's she's into it when she's not at the racetrack. When she's in the racetrack, she doesn't like the dirt in her face. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. When we're home and stuff, she drives her. She drives a, we got one of them little battery-operated gators and she yep. chases bentley around on the four-wheeler with him and and they live their best life oh yeah that makes it nice that's actually really nice is there mm-hmm. any tracks that you want to say if you have an opportunity to run a track decides to run open up on a sunday or a thursday night deal and and it's close enough where you can run it what track would that be and, and why would you want to do it oh man albany saratoga okay i love going to that place every time we go there the track's pretty nice Yep. And it's always seems to be racy. What's it comparable to, to something out here that, that local Burton. Burton. Yeah, okay. It's, it's, it's got a lot of similarities to Burton. Is there, I mean, you said Lebanon Valley, <laughs> obviously you don't, you, you hate that one, I guess, but with, <laughs> with a passion, I also have heard people Struggle say, bus there, say that they bus. don't like to run Ransomville as well, uh, just because I guess it's so big and racy or whatever. Is it comparable to the two? Uh, not really. Completely two different animals. Yeah. 
Have yeah. you ever had the opportunity, I guess, is keeping on the track theme to do out to Eldora and do the Eldora swing or even went Bristol when they went down to Bristol? Yeah, I did go to Bristol. Okay, perfect. Yeah, no, Bristol was a different animal. That place is that place is definitely pretty demanding on the cars and engines. So Dirt Car gives you a call to go down to Bristol or you get a hold of them? Uh, that when we went down there, yep. um, that was the first year I ran the series. Oh, okay. So you so were was, already there. Yeah. Okay. So because I, I hadn't signed with them yet yep. at that point, but we, uh, we went to the first two races and we ended up running pretty good. I finished in the top 10, both races. Yep. I finished, I think fourth at Can-Am for the opener. Yep. That was the first ever race we ran with our trailer car. So we started out of the box pretty good that year and we just ended up signing right after Bristol and followed the whole thing. So what, what what's your thought process? You'd pull on the Bristol, the, obviously the premier track, and now they covered it with dirt. This is where all the, the fame is, I guess. You're running Bristol Motor Motor Speedway. What goes through your head as you pull into the place or when you're taking your first laps? Uh, it was pretty surreal, man. I mean, the place is huge. It is a coliseum. Right. It, it, and when you're standing in the infield, it looks like we are racing on a wall. Right. So it, it was pretty wild. The bank in there nothing i don't think anything around here really compares to it are you wide open the entire time if the track had any sort of brown in it it was wide open no shit wow yeah even <laughs> even when it got black like the last day because we raced on i think it was sunday because yep. it got canceled on saturday yep. and we ended up racing sunday and the track actually got slippery but you could still go around there pretty much just about wide open it was it's definitely a weird feeling so what it how success down there i, pr- I apologize for not knowing yeah. that you went down yeah, I there finished but. the first night i finished fourth so we were pretty good the first night and the second night i struggled i just started six my heat race finished sixth and did you change did. setups with the car or you did nothing no, with the car no i got a i caught a lucky break the first night in the heat race my car my car raced good but i didn't time good right so in it in the heat races there it was hard to pass so hmm. it was I struggled a little bit. I just caught a break in the first heat race and ended up making the redraw. So right. I started, I started, I think eighth. Okay. Nice. You're part of, uh, I say the Finch family as well. Yep. What's your relationships with, with Tony Finch and Colleen and, and all of the Finch family that, that goes to the races, I guess, yep. every Friday and Saturday night. Yep. I, I talked to my cousin, TJ, yep. Tony, little Tony. I talked to him for probably 20, 25 minutes on the way here today. So okay. we, we still talk. And my grandparents, they're super supportive. They call me for right. every race I'm going to. My grandfather calls me and wishes me good luck. And okay. So Tony Senior is, yep. is your grandfather. Yep. So how are they relation? Obviously, somebody's married somewhere yep. along the my line. Mo- my mom is Tony's son. Or Tony's daughter. Okay. Sorry. All right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Nowadays, you never know. <laughs> yeah. No, right. No, my, my mom is Tony's daughter. Okay. And TJ's mom is my aunt. So yep. it's So that's how everybody yeah. all intermingles all yep. through there. Okay. I've had that question asked me, how are you guys related? And I said, I really don't know, but yep. now everybody knows on that one. Um obviously you don't do this by yourself. You don't there's no possible no. way for you to do it by yourself. Who gets you to the races week in and week out? Oh well, first of all, the sponsors. I mean, without all them we I wouldn't be able to do what we do. We we race a lot to be able we we need a lot of help to be able to do what we do and right kevlar and john and the whole engine shop over there and yep. env energy troyer dirt cars uh geez I, there's so many of them i couldn't i don't want to f- leave 
anyone out. And, okay. But there's a lot of them, and we just wouldn't be able to do what we do without them. Okay. And my wife and kids, man, they deal with a lot of shit for this stuff. <laughs> I mean, it's, yes, they kind of have to. You're gone yeah. all the time, and now here you are. Right. On, on turkey talk when you're supposed to be home with a family so right well talking he was to us. at he she took him to baseball practice so he was hitting some balls oh good so you're like all right i got an hour to kill yeah. speaking of the kids i'm going to keep it on the kids and i got l- crap for leaving tonight too did you really yeah and oh, that's because the kids didn't come with Where you are the kids play baseball uh right in the square okay you're doing central square yeah we nice. do we do uh North Shore. North Shore. Right over yeah. There. yeah. Yeah. My wife grew up right down the road here. Oh, really? Right on 23. Wow. And you drove by my house. Yeah. No. <laughs> well, I didn't come out this way much. I pretty well stayed the other side of the square. But no, I'm going to keep it on the on the question or the topic with the kids. The youth that's coming up now, um, some of them have a full-blown interest in it. A lot of them have no interest. What do you want to tell the kids that are interested to try to progress themselves to the next level? Oh, just keep trying, man. Right. Never give up. You got it. You got to work in the shop more than you work anywhere else. I mean, you got to show a real dedication to this stuff. And the more time you spend on it, the the more results you're going to get. Right. This stuff takes so much time if you want to run good and win races. It's you really need. It's it's more than another full time job. So you really need to spend some time in the shop. Okay. You mean not just show up with your fire suit and helmet and <laughs> yeah, yeah, and wander around the pit area looking cool and right, yeah, you know, yeah. I drive a race car. Yeah, I mean, I mean <laughs> some of the stuff, like, I see some guys, they'll show up to the races, and you can tell that they they don't spend the time they need to. I mean, sometimes mm-hmm. their quarter panels are still wrinkled yep. and that stuff. Me, I'm kind of a perfectionist. If there's a wrinkle in my quarter panel, I'm beating it until it comes out. Right. And it's going back <laughs> on the car, so that way it all looks like it never happened. But that's just, that's just me. Some people just, they can get away with that stuff because... I just can't. I'm, everything's got to be perfect when I leave the shop. So when you have you had opportunity, you said you had people come up to you asking what what a wrap is. Um, obviously, in the beginning, you had to seek out sponsors. How do you go out to seek out sponsors for the guys that are starting right now that they can't get a sponsorship? Uh, be personable. I mean, I'm not the most personable person. I kind of keep to myself a lot, but a lot of it is, comes from just people you know. Right. You just got to make connections and talk to a lot of people and. I'm not great at the talking part, so it's, right. But I got a lot of people that I've done stuff with and raced for, and I got a lot of people that just have always helped me, kind of since the beginning. Yep. Is there anybody that you've had to turn down? Uh, yeah, never turned down. Okay. Sponsor. All right. You, okay. you try everything to get, make them happy. <laughs> okay. And when you're fast and win the races, they just probably come to you. Do they come to you now? <laughs> no, I don't get many of them. Okay. No. Do you think of yourself Shocking. as the big time star yet, or you still no. think of yourself as as the novice kid running around on Saturday nights? Well, I I don't know. It's it's tough. I I think I'm one of the better drivers at the track. I mean, right. I can start in the back and drive to the front every yeah, day. Yeah, I mean, look at this past Saturday. Yeah, I mean, so it's I th- I feel like I'm pretty good, but it's kind of you don't let it get to your head. No, it's when you start like some get, other guys, right? Start, yeah, <laughs> right. And he, works, and he works a job all week. He's yeah, just racing. Right, right. And well, my dad bitches a little bit, but I don't work like 40 <laughs> hours a week. You're busy. <laughs> I try to take off as early as I can. You got stuff to do. You're busy. You yeah, got, right. you you got deserve it. You know? Oh, well. Brian, do yeah. you have anything else? I don't know. 
You got nothing. Okay, you're all right. Ladies and gentlemen, this is going to wrap up this week's episode of Turkey Talk. We ask you to please like and follow the Facebook page. Get ready for the helmet giveaway. First 1,000 followers or the end of the season. Whichever one comes first, get yourself a signed helmet. Timmer has signed the helmet for you guys. It is ready to go. Um, Again, we want to thank you guys for listening to this week's episode, and we'll talk to you soon.